Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are here today, the Wolves of Midnight Podcast. I am your pack leader, Midnight, Team Alpha Squadron Leader, Midnight. You know me. And, um, you know, today, uh, it, the sun is shining beautifully. Uh, uh, not to quote DJ Khaled, you know, the sun is shining. The sun is shining on me. <laughs> no. Not, not, not to quote Mr. Kelly there, but uh, it, it, it is. It's shining beautifully at uh, 5.43 p.m. here. So, I'm doing this again. This is my second run-through to get this episode launched. For some reason, something was going on with the browser, but uh, yeah, I, I just want to dive into it, guys. I just, let, let's just dive into it. Let's see what's going on, because you know what today is? I'm going to tell you about today. Today was um, the release of midnight's mid i mean not midnight <laughs> not midnight i'm sorry moon night um same concept different things okay both both creatures of the night but not um yeah you know what i mean so <laughs> but yes today moon night dropped on disney plus and i gotta say i'll tell you it's a phenomenal show it's really well done. I've been anticipating this. I've been wanting to uh, see this. I've been wanting to look at this. I have I have purposefully not looked at any more TV spots just because I wanted to be, I just wanted to be enthralled with it. I just wanted to be amazed as soon as I see it. I just want to be caught off guard by everything. And with the trailers, they did a very good job, obviously, of not showing much because we still don't know what the story is. Even with this first episode, it's, it's definitely uh, a mystery, a thriller with suspense. And I love I love um, the direction that they're taking this. See, I know a bit about Moon Knight. I know a little bit about his character. I haven't really read the stories, but I, I, I've learned over the years about Moon Knight and his abilities and his personas. And uh, if you check out the John Campion show, there is a guy named Robert Meyer Burnett, who truly is like probably the biggest Moon Knight fan out there other than uh, R.I.P. John Schnapp. Um... And he talks about the history of Moon Knight in 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 in, in deep depth, if, deep depth. Excuse me. Um, Varian Comics. It's another it's another uh, channel that that also goes into this. Uh, but Robert Meyer Burnett was he he's he's a physical media guy. Definitely collects DVDs just like I do. Guy does hot toy. He collects hot toys. Um, he's a writer, director, filmmaker, producer. He's um on he's. I think he's like an associate producer or or, or uh, animator. I think he's an associate director, I believe, on um, assistant director on the uh, anime on Netflix, Dota, Dragon's Blood, which is so good. You have to watch that. If you have not seen that, you've got to see that. But that's not what we're talking about right now. We're talking about Moon Knight. And so he was talking about how his favorite run is the Bill Sienkiewicz run. And I want to read that run at some point because I really want to get invested in this character. Um, but I, I'm invested already with the show. I just want to read some of the history about him. You know, I know about the three personas. Jake Lockley, the guy who's the cab driver who keeps his ear to the streets. Um, then you have Stephen Grant, who is the playboy. And then you have uh, Mark Spector, the, the his himself, Mark Spector, actually, and uh, he's the mercenary. So, um, in the show now, Stephen Grant is the head persona as opposed to Mark Spector, and it's shown that he's apparently sharing a body with Mark Spector. And with this run that they're doing, Moon Knight wasn't always a character that was... Uh, uh, was aligned with a so disassociative identity disorder. Um, initially, apparently, in Sienkiewicz's run, those were just his three personas, so he could just um, make sure that he was he was different. He he kept his ear to the streets. He's very much like Batman. He was definitely a, a Batman copycat, which is what they were saying uh, back in the eighties. He, he's definitely like a, a Batman copycat. And so, um, with this version here that we're getting with Oscar Isaac, that I'm very intrigued by, and Oscar Isaac, my my. my Really, he's a really, really wonderful actor. My first introduction to him was Ridley Scott's 2010 version of Robin Hood, which was 
awesome director's cut two hours and 36 minutes so good if you have uh you got to get the soundtrack get the soundtrack for it it's so it's amazing uh, but yes love the movie as well have it on dvd actually um so yes and he played king john in that he played a tyrant king and so it was interesting to see how his his evolution as an actor you know, he's been in the movie the most violent year uh, he also, he's in Star Wars, in the new Star Wars trilogy as Poe Dameron, he's, uh, if you've seen, if you've seen Dune, he's, um, Duke Leto, the, the Duke, uh, Leto, and he's just, he's just, re- he's just really good at what he does, and so this is a different role for him, playing like this bumbling guy, just stumbling through, doesn't really want to be bothered, doesn't want to, I mean, not so much not be bothered, but he's just, I mean, yeah, he doesn't really want to be bothered, but he's just, just a nice guy going about his business. He's just dealing with this uh, disorder. And the way the show sets it up, it's really a psychological thriller. And I like I love how they dive into it. I love how it um it really bends your mind. It's just like a lot of mind bending, reality shifting, what's real, what's not, where's the dream start? Where's reality end? Where does the dream end and where does reality start? I mean, come on, it's right in itself. It's right in itself. It's so good. So good. See, the bars were about to come. <laughs> the bars were coming right then and there. But um, I love how they dove into a lot of the Egyptian mythology, and I think we're going to get a lot more of that as the show goes on. I love it. Um, I'm a big fan, as I've said before, Rick Reardon. He's also done, like I said, uh, Percy Jackson, Heroes of Olympus, Magnus Chase, The Kane Chronicles. And the Kane Chronicles are the books that actually deal with the Egyptian mythology that kind of that got me into that world knowing different things that were going on with some of those stories and myths and um the magic of it all and avatars and the the, the gods and hosts and it's it's so much so seeing this on screen was was very was a was such a unique experience it actually reminded me with some of the bending of if you've ever seen the uh, 2004 film the machinist with christian bale where he's dealing with insomnia that's where it really that's a lot of what it reminded me of because you're seeing what's real and what's not and you're also kind of guessing you're trying to put it together like okay so where's the reality at okay so and who is this person here how do they connect to steven how does how, how do they play uh, their role in the real world what is their role in the dream world who how did they tie all of this together what is this mystery that is happening here that we're trying to figure out alongside steven because he cannot seem to just live the way he wants to. he just keep, he, he can't just live a normal life you know, and I love how they dove into um, the disorder and understanding what it is and really portraying that on screen. And it's it's tragic because it's some scary stuff, man. If you tell me like you just can't sleep, can't really function, your mind's always racing, the, the constant anxiety is just trying to figure out like what's real, what's not. Understand, it's it, it's really, you feel for this character. And I love how they portray that. I love how they do that. Um, Ethan Hawke is definitely a mystery. He's a, he's um, playing opposite uh, Oscar Isaac. And so, wondering where his character's going to go and how he ties into all of this. Right now, it seems like he's a religious zealot. Um, he I feel like he might be a part of, he, he might be a host, but for which God, we don't know. Uh, and we shall see. Will we see Ra at some point? Will we see, will we see Ra? Will, Os- will Osiris show up? Will we see Anubis? Iris? Isis? Set? Sobek? Newt? Geb? I mean, there's so so many. Um, but I, I I I always loved learning like Egyptian history as well. I mean, um, especially I remember middle school. Uh, we were, t- it was one of our first classes, it was like ancient world history, and we were definitely, we started in Egypt, and e- Egypt has so much richness, there's so much richness in it, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm really, th- I'm thoroughly excited to see where the show goes, and I love the fact that they're also doing this weekly episode, uh, weekly releases of their episodes, because it keeps the anticipation up, it keeps the conversation going, and, Instead of just throwing it out there and binging it all together, which everybody loves to do. I mean, I, I myself, I love to binge. But when it comes down to if you want to build an anticipation and you want to build a conversation and a legacy for the show, you drop it weekly because it keeps it going. It just keeps it, it, it's there every time, every time, every week. Somebody's talking about it. And even after that, weeks and weeks later, we're still talking about it because the anticipation is so high. And so um, with, with that being said, 
hats off to Disney for this, man. Hats off to Disney for this. I want to see where uh, things continue, how it goes. Uh, and Moonlight's a very violent and brutal character, so how are the fight scenes going to evolve as the show goes on? You know, are we going to see Daredevil-style uh, combat? That will be epic. And knowing, you know, with, with uh, his training as being a mercenary, you know, well, Mark Spector being a mercenary in the training, there's a lot that they can do with that. So I'm, I'm very curious to see where... Uh, where it goes, where it continues. Uh, congratulations to Disney. You've, you've got me on there. Kevin Feige, as uh, Struggle Nation says on their channel, you know, Church of Marvel, hats off to you. You have done a phenomenal job. Episode 1, The Goldfish Problem. Go check it out today and get ready for next week's episode of Moon Knight. Go check that out. I'm telling you, you will love it. There's a lot of globe trotting as well. We get, they shot on location, so we get to see a lot of different sequences taking place in different areas. My favorite, personally, is when they're on this mountain, and it's crazy because it keeps you on the edge of your seat, and you're just like, there's no way that I would want to be in this situation on this tidal road, and I have no barrier next to me because <laughs> I make the wrong move. We all going off the cliff. <laughs> so, um, I, 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 I'm just sold on it. I love it. I, I, I cannot sing its praises enough i'm really 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 excited for it i encourage you to go check it out uh, because if you if you love thrillers like me if you love psychological thrillers if you love superheroes if you love action go see moon knight it is phenomenal so good so good um so yes that 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 that's uh, one of the main things today um and so with with that being said uh i I, I, I want to speak about Will Smith just for just for a moment, just for a moment. Um, actually, before we get to Will Smith, I, w I want to mention something. I saw something earlier about Zoe Kravitz facing backlash. Now it seems like Zoe Kravitz has been going through the ringer the past few weeks, because even beforehand there was a guy uh, I can't remember his name off the top of my head who put out a video stating that uh, the Batman, he, he enjoyed the Batman, and I get it. Now, we got to see the context, because some people like to take things out of context, but he said he enjoyed the Batman, but he didn't like how he felt as though all the white people were bad, portrayed as bad, and all the black people were pretty much good. And um, a lot of people took that and didn't, they took it, and they were like, well, what do you mean by that? Me, personally, uh, I'm not defending him by any means, but... I, I feel like he was reading too deep into it. I get that there is a I do I do believe that there is a that there is an agenda, that there is a woke agenda. That's not that's not really what it is, and um, they 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 are going about things in a very crazy way, and it's really stirring up society. But that's not for today's discussion. Um, but I I while I do believe that that is happening, I do not believe that that is the case with the Batman movie. When it comes to a character's race, as far as a, as far when it comes to a character's race, if if it doesn't serve the narrative of the story, if it's not for the narrative of the story, then I don't think that it really matters. Catwoman has been black. I believe she's been Hispanic at one point too. Hell, she's been white. That's what we all. We, 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 she's been white, but we've seen different iterations of Catwoman, and it's not really that her race plays core central to her character. Catwoman. Is pretty much is just this. She's a seductress. She is a master combatant. She's a master thief, and you know she she's very playful. She's very playful. She likes cats. That could be anybody. That could be anybody. When they made Daredevil in two thousand three, as much as I disliked the movie with Ben Affleck, they cast Michael Clark Duncan to be the kingpin. Dude's huge. He was huge. R.I.P. Michael Clark Duncan. The guy was huge. Throughout the comics, we saw uh, Kingpin. Yeah, he's like this large white dude, but the core essential to his character was him being this very large drug lord and wanting to take over New York City. I mean, and that could be anyone. Ghost in power could technically be Kingpin, but he's just not the same size. <laughs> as long as you got somebody that can play that role, that's like, okay, well, you know, that the essential role is, that's a drug kingpin. That's who he is. That's really what his character is. His race has nothing to do with it. 
see when you get into characters like T'Challa, you get into people like um, uh, 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 Shang Chi. You know, those characters it's core central to them. Me personally, I don't want a black Peter Parker. Peter Parker don't have to be black. See, and it's like with certain characters, you know, there's the, the, and see, and that's the thing where some people try to do things where it doesn't really make sense. And I think for Catwoman in the movie, in, in the Batman movie, with her character, um, her being black, and she 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 says this she says this line about, um, the white privilege of it all. That's that's a whole other discussion or anything. But she was she she just minded her bit. She's struggling in the city, which is why she has which is why she's doing what she's doing. She's struggling. She was trying to make it to the top and everything. I don't believe John Tuturo is Italian. I don't believe he's Italian, but he's playing Carmel Falcone, and he did an and he did an amazing job at it. So a lot, I feel like a lot of people like to complain, and it's like, but is the product not great? Can we? Can we I'm not saying like look past these things, but it's kind of like sometimes we read too deep into things. Catwoman wasn't even all the way good anyway. She's technically an antihero in in, in in this in this movie and, and in general. Bruce wasn't perfect. Bruce had his issues. Can Bruce really be known as a hero as dark as he is? I mean, yeah, he's breaking the law technically, but he's he's cleaning crime off the streets. But is he doing it coming from a place of you know, true goodness? All of it is coming out of a place of anger and vengeance, which is why he goes by vengeance, because of what happened to his, 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 his family when he was younger, what happened to his parents when he was younger. He's projecting that, okay? And Jeffrey Wright... As Gordon, he's a detective. I mean, come on, guys, really? See, that that's why I hate the racial politics. That's why I hate, you know, when people try. Everything is not racially motivated. Everything is not about race. Um, but like I said, things like this, I could talk about on a different episode. Or we, we, we could talk about this further down the line. But right now, I just felt as though that the guy was reading too deep into it. Because, yeah, or right, so what? There was a black mayor. There's black mayors across the United States. Okay. I mean, the white mayor got killed. He got exposed for, you know, uh, cheating. That's what Riddler was doing. Got exposed for cheating. And she takes his place. But she got, she gets shot. I mean, like, so, so, I don't know when the complaints end. It just seems like. But and that's the thing, you know. People are just never going to be satisfied. People are always going to have something to complain about. That that goes, that that it goes right into the next topic, which I wanted to get to. Will Smith situation. Well, Zoe Kravitz made a comment saying uh, under her pictures, "Well, I was wearing this dress at an event where assault is apparently okay." Was she wrong to say that? I don't think so. Should she have said it? Probably not. But was she wrong? I don't think so. I mean, people. See, a lot of people seem to be okay with what Will did. What Will did was an embarrassment. It's embarrassing. Jada has him wound up so tight that it's almost like, dude, can you function? Because now that you're declaring, see, because now with what you did. It's almost like it's taking you. What you're declaring is war. You're declaring open season on comedians, and up comics, and that's not okay. The moment that happens, it's like okay. I feel as though society's trying to get to a point where we can't have comedy, or now we gotta have limited comedy. You have and you have shows like Family Guy, South Park, um, that that go after any and everybody. Any and everybody can be can be gone after in those shows. Nobody seems to have a problem. Everybody laughs at it. Nobody seems to have an issue. All the dark humor and all the craziness that goes on. Come on. Really? Simpsons. The boondocks. The like the boondocks. Come on, guys. Come on. And there's a lot of truth in the boondocks too. So let's not so let's not play this game of, oh, you know, he was standing up for. Nah, bro. If you had that big a problem, you could have taken that man to the side and had a one-on-one conversation. You talked about it like men, but you went up there and you slapped him. For what? No. No, 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 I don't think that was right. And Jada knew better. See, the thing is this with this, right? 
you can laugh at Regina Hall made a joke earlier in the show and I pull up the article right here Regina Hall made a joke earlier in the show about their marriage she poked fun at their marriage she said uh, let's see let's pull the article right here okay Regina Hall poked fun at Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith's marriage during the Oscars the couple were in attendance at the 94th Academy Awards in Hall who was presenting this year's ceremony alongside fellow host Wanda Sykes and Amy Schumer made the joke as a larger skit about Hollywood's most desirable men she went on we'll scroll down some she went on to Will Smith okay uh, Will Smith you're married but you know what you're on the list and it looks like Jada approved you so get on up here really you know she was saying that she needed to round up a number of good looking male actors for COVID tests before naming Timothy Chalamet Bradley Cooper Tyler Perry and Simu Liu. Uh she called up Javier Bardem before retracting his name due to the fact that he is still married to Penelope Cruz she said, oh, wait, you're married. <laughs> I mean, negative. Uh, and she went on with Will Smith right here, like I said. Will Smith, you're married, but you know what? You're on the list, and it looks like Jada approved you, so get on up here. The couple made headlines after a 2020 episode of Jada's show, Red Table Talk, in which she revealed that she had an entanglement with singer August Alcina. If you should be mad at anybody, well, you should be mad at August. And the whole situation. That's the thing with the whole the, I, I, the whole open relationship thing. It can be, it can be, it can be tricky. You know, I, I'm never, I'm not saying I've done it, I haven't, but like, it just seems like this, things like that, when you, when you're open about your relationship like that, when it's public knowledge like that, and everybody has an opinion and everybody's talking about it and you air it out like that, nobody needs to know all of that that was going on. Nobody needed to know that. That was, that could have been something that you kept to yourself. See, that's why I have an issue when people try to project things about like relationships on social media, like, like your personal things, handle that personally. Don't go posting and, 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 and making insults and snide remarks about the individual that you would. No, don't 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 do that. Do side talk to them one on one. I feel like that's what good people do. Talk to that one on one. That's what sensible people do. One on one that. That don't have to that is not for everybody to know. It's not for everybody to know. You don't have to air it out like that. That's crazy to me. And he went up there and he slapped him. And you know what? That's embarrassing because it takes away from the winners of the night. You hijacked the show. I understand. Yeah, the apologies came out. I, I just wanted to vent my feelings on this. But you hijacked the show. There were so many winners and people who were waiting all year to see, um, to see their dreams come to fruition. Winning an Academy Award. The nominees are there too. They don't know who's going to win. They just put their votes in. And sitting around having a ceremony to come and celebrate the art of filmmaking, the art of acting, the art of what it's like to make a movie, the process, what it takes, the, the just it, it's a, it's a lot of work. It's really rewarding, and yet you hijack it, and that's the only reason why people were paying it, started paying attention after a while, and it got all this attention. I mean, it, other than that, nobody was looking. So I guess in a way, the Academy can thank Will. But at the same time, it's like, whoa. <laughs> you, you think that this is okay? It's not. You have comedians now that are saying that they are pretty much upset. And they're in fear to go out. Like I said, to, to say jokes on stage. Because they don't know who the next Will Smith could be in their crowd. They don't know who could be. Think about that. I wonder what Bernie Mac would have to say. I wonder what Dave Chappelle has to say. I wonder what Cat Williams has to say. I wonder what Richard Pryor would have to say. I wonder what Gene Wilder would have to say. I wonder. Because now we're at a point in society where it's like, there's nothing, we, we can't laugh at anything. We, there, or, 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 or it's like, oh yeah, you know, this is okay over here. We got South Park and all this. And I laugh at South Park. Hell, I laugh at, I laugh at Brickleberry. I ain't even going to lie to you. They got shows like Paradise PD. It's crazy, like these adult shows. But then you have a tame joke. It was tame. Chris Rock could have said a lot of different things. A whole lot of different things, and he didn't. And it's a class act for taking that and still making a joke out of the situation. That right there, that's character. So people are like, oh, he didn't defend. Nah, bro. Hang on that to the side. Be like, all right, I got you. No, no, no it's, it's no problem. Wait till I see you on the side. I got you. Or somebody tweeted I saw. They were like, it could have been like, not cool, man. You know, just mm, give him like a signal. Shh, don't do that. You know, 
something and then talk about him, something. But this was not a situation that condoned violence. If Chris went after Jada, and I mean like went after her physically, then you have every right to go ahead and put your hands on. But no. This this whole situation no 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 it's crazy to me it's crazy to me Jada stop poisoning that man stop poisoning him you know well step up bro do better man people love you you're a role model to a lot of people people a lot of people look up to you, 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 you people do people genuinely do this is true people genuinely do people enjoy working with you they know you and this is your this is like your first. You know, time doing something that's pretty much been like terrible to the public. It's your first time doing something. People don't know you for that. You're usually a chill guy. I don't know you personally. It'd be great to know you. But I don't but this but this wasn't right, man. This this wasn't this wasn't right by you. And you know, it's just it's just crazy, man, because I remember when I was younger, I got talked about a lot. For um, excuse me, for being made fun of, for being dark skinned, for being short, hell, just for being smart, you know. And I always and, I, and and for a time as a kid, you know, you think about those. It's like when you when you're being bullied like that. It's kind of like, damn, well, darn. I mean, am I really good enough? I mean, is anything good enough? Or uh, will I be good enough to anybody? Man, after a while, my th- my skin thickened up. It's like, all right, no problem. And I took that and I used it again. And you know, I just used it against people, and it was cool because I took it to my advantage, and that was cool. And, you know, I laughed at it after a while. Because it's just like, <laughs> is this what people come up with? This is really what people come up with. I've sat and gone through, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I've, I've gone through the racial slur database. I'm just going to be straight up. I found a lot of things humorous. And I'm going to tell you why. Because people are stupid. People are stupid. All of these things that people come up with just because of what you look like. All these things, it's, it's stupid to me. It's all dumb. I'm not saying you should go around saying these things to people. <laughs> but when you see it for yourself, it's like, wow, people are really creative. This is really what they came up with? Jeez. All the time in the world you had. <laughs> what? I'm serious. I'm, I'm just, just, just being open, man, because I just feel as though society's gotten to a point where, like I said, when do we draw the line of comedy? You know, that was a very, like, like that was a very tame joke. Compared to anything else you could have said. And honestly, Jada still looked good. And G.I. Jane too. I, I <laughs> it's not a movie. I'm sorry. But G.I. Jane starring Demi Moore. Demi Moore is a beautiful woman. She shaved her head, went to the military, and became a badass. Come on, really? You offended by that? That could be that could be seen as a compliment. Heck, if somebody said if he said something about Mulan, Mulan cut her hair. I mean, she didn't shave it all the way, but she, she was cutting her hair to uh, uh, to to join the the army. And I, I mean, and she was a badass woman. I would love Mulan. Yeah, yeah. Talk about a Roma Mulan. Still fierce. She didn't let anything define. She didn't let that define who she was. She went out and did something because she felt this was right. She went to fight. She wanted to fight. Because she wanted to protect her father. I don't know the story of G.I. Jane, but she went out to fight. And that's what she did. So, I mean, like, why not? That, that can't be looked at as a compliment. I, I, I don't get that. And alopecia is not life-threatening. So, I know a lot of people keep saying, like, medical, make, they keep making this, when they say medical condition, the way they use it, it's almost like they're saying it's like terminal cancer or something. If, if she had cancer and he made that joke, then I'm like, okay, that's, 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 that's too far. It's not, alopecia is not going to kill you. It's hair loss. It's hair loss. It's not fatal and it's not life-threatening at all. Now, People were saying, well, did Chris have to say it? No, he didn't. But the but but the statement still remains. That's not the worst thing he could have said, and that's not the worst thing he's ever said. Comedians have said a lot worse. A whole lot worse. Whole lot worse. Why is this? Why is this like why is this special? Honestly. Why why is this special? Because I mean, th- like I said, there's been worse. People make jokes about 
Oh, so we so jokes about nine eleven are okay. But to talk about hair loss is not. This is the deaths of thousands of people. Come on guys, really? And I and I and I like dark humor. I enjoy dark humor because I can understand the context of it. And that's what people have to learn to understand. The context of things. Context. Look into the context of it all. So, um, you know, I, I, I really, it's just crazy to me. It's just crazy to me. I mean, I really don't, I really don't care for, um, I don't care for what took place. I'm not saying I don't believe that he should have his Oscar rescinded. I don't I don't believe that they should take his Oscar because that does have nothing to do. His work on the movie had nothing to do with the incident of a suspension that can that that's that's fine. You know, it fits. But taking away from the work that he did on that movie you on King Richard, you, you can't do it. I don't, I don't think that's right um, to take away his Oscar. But I firmly 100 percent believe, you know, um, he was wrong for what he did. I'm not ashamed to say it. I believe he was wrong for what he did. And people say, well, you're not a real man if you don't go up there. And it, nah, because everything don't call for that. And then, we're, like, we're on live TV. That's embarrassing. You embarrass yourself. That'll be something stuck in pop culture's mind, the world's mind, forever. No one's going to remember. And it's funny people were saying already, but, like, you know, nobody was really watching the Oscars. But now, the, all the attention... It's not on, like I said, it's not on the winners. That's not fair to them. This is your moment. This is your time where you're being presented with a great achievement. A lot of different people are being presented with great achievements in cinema. And you go upstage and you act a fool when you could have simply pulled him to the side. Now, he sent out his apology. Chris Rock said his. All right. Whether or not, I believe the jink, that's up for speculation. Um, I, I'm, I hope that things are cool between them you know chris rock didn't press charges or anything i i just you know it's it's, it's it was just crazy what took place and i mean there's memes left and right everything it's all over the place <laughs> like i said unless you're into film and really into um like actors and movies and show, you know no one's talking about the winners no one's talking about the winners coda won best picture um, Dune got best original score, which I figured it's not my personal favorite, uh, project from Hans Zimmer, but I mean, Hey, well-deserved shots out to him. He is my favorite, uh, film, uh, score composer all time. Um, who else? Oh, I called Jessica Chastain winning for the eyes of Tammy Faye. If you have not seen the eyes of Tammy Faye, ah, that's so good. It's so good. It's the story about uh, Tammy Faye Baker and Jim Baker, who um, they were televangelists and how they got in involved in this, um, pretty much got involved in the scheme where they were laundering money and um, well, really more so Jim and how if, if the whole situation affected their marriage, affected the public perception of how they were affected, um, how people viewed Christianity as a whole. Um, and seeing how Jessica really dove into that character, and I mean the makeup and hairstyle, it was done very, very well. And when you pull a picture, it's like, dang, she did wear a lot of makeup. <laughs> and I mean, like, a ton of it. And I was reading an article in one of her interviews, and she was saying, like, yeah, she felt like her face was not so much like getting a workout, but she felt like her face was tired because she it was putting on pounds and pounds and pounds of makeup on her face. Uh, every time they had to had to shoot and i'm like jeez yeah but she she fell into that role man and i and i really enjoyed her in it um especially like that finale how she was able to pretty much like change the, I, I guess change people's uh minds you know it's people always people always love a comeback story and that's really what it was for her and i, I it was a, it was a comeback story well now the public sees you as this how do you, how do you change that what do you do how do you go about this? And, you know, she, she turned everything around. 
and it was it was magnificent um i really feel feel like she's a warrior for christ um and i i I love the movie i really love the movie so if you haven't seen the eyes of tammy faye go check that out uh when i saw it it was on hulu i believe it's still up there so yeah go give go give that a watch give that a watch Uh, who else um best actor who took home best act? Oh, Will Smith. <laughs> oh man, I was thinking about best supporting actor, um, Troy Kotzer. I haven't seen Coda. I want to see it. I love independent movies too. Um, so I, I have to see Coda at some point to see how how that is. Uh, and Coda stands for Child of Deaf Adults, Children of Deaf Adults. Um, so I think it's on Apple Plus TV. Yeah, Apple Plus TV. It's just so many streaming platforms now, man. It, it's crazy. It's so many of them, like Epics and, and Disney Plus, HBO Max, Netflix, Hulu, Peacock, Apple TV Plus, Paramount Plus. It's just it's constant. So many, um, and I'm, I'm just mad. Like you can't really reach Coda the way I want to. Just like I want to see the tragedy of Macbeth, so I have to get a subscription with Apple, with Apple Plus to be able to watch it. Uh, so that'll be. That'll be something. Um, but I, I, we got really far, far away from what we were discussing earlier. But it's all good. It's all good. So I, I love where we are now. Love where we are. Um, the Oscars. Jokes weren't funny. I saw some of the clips with Amy Schumer, Wanda Sykes, and Regina Hall. It was just awful. Like nothing was funny. I, I really, I really, I genuinely didn't find it funny at all. Um like she, she what, Amy Schumer has a very strong chin. <laughs> that, that thing can be weaponized. I'm telling you, can definitely be weaponized. It's like a, it's like a hammer. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I didn't really find, I didn't really, nah. And then I, I wasn't really, weren't, weren't a lot of movies that I saw this year that were nominated. I mean, I did see Power of the Dog. I did see dune i um let's see let's actually here we go let's do this let's pull up the list um oscars 2022 winners list let's see so we can um talk about this see look even more stars are still talking about this whole situation zoe kravitz facing instant online backlash. i don't i don't feel i mean was, was she wrong was she wrong I don't believe she was wrong for saying what she said. What she's at an event. I mean, I mean, yeah, she was sarcastic about it. And she, I mean, well, not even someone sarcastic. She was very blunt about it. She was like, "Oh, just sitting here wearing this dress where people are assaulting people now." Yeah, that's what took place. What? I don't see the issue with her saying that, and everyone's taking taking offense by it. I really don't get it. But anyway, that's not what we're here for. Let's get back to the the Oscars winners list. So. Uh, West Side Story was another nominee. I did see West Side Story, really enjoyed it. Um, Ariana DeBose, beautiful. Oh, she's 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 gorgeous. Um, best supporting actor for her role. Uh, what uh, what was her name? Um, ah, I can't think of her character's name right now. It's not 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 Gabrielle. What was her, what was the character's name? I can't I can't think of it right now. Uh, but yes, Ariana DeBose winning best supporting actress. Loved her. She, she can dance like no. She can dance like no other. It was oh. The the America sequence. Her in that yellow dress. Yo, listen to me. Listen to me. Ariana DeBose. Can I be your friend? <laughs> I just want to be your friend. That that's that's all. Can I just be in your presence? <laughs> I just want to be your friend. Um, no, nah, for real. She she but she she was very, very, very good in what she did. Jane Campion, Power of the Dog. I give her that. I, I feel like she did an excellent job. I mean, watching it from 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 a directorial standpoint. I'm not a director myself, but I mean, I'm working on getting into the industry, guys. Like I've been talking about, um, you know. So, but I, but I, like I said, I, I watch all these things with a very close eye. Her direction in it was very good. It was very very well done. Uh, from you know Benedict Cumberbatch, Jesse Plemons, uh, Cody Smith McPhee, and uh, Kirsten Dunst performances were all on point. They all played well off each other. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch, really, excuse me, really becoming a different kind of guy. He's not the hero of this story at all, by any means. 
it's almost like, are we supposed to root for the bull? This is one of those movies where you're like, the main character is so dislikable, but you cannot stop watching. And it's so, and it's not in a bad, it's not in a way where it's like, I really cannot stand this characters and like, you know, they just annoy you. No, but I mean, like they're so compelling and they're so fractured that they come across on screen as this, this force. He's a bully. By no means am I saying that his character is a, is a great guy. He's not, but you just cannot, but you're mesmerized by it. It's like, dude, how did you just, and that's the thing that I love about villains <laughs> in a way when people say like, you know, really, really nice people can, can make, can play very, very good villains. Um, I don't, obviously I personally don't know Benedict Cumberbatch, but you know, from people who work with him, I'm say he's, he's, this is a great guy to work with, but um, how you can go from being this, this lovable individual to, whoa, tell us how you really feel. <laughs> Are you okay, man? Like what's, what's going on with you? What what's what's happening? It's it's insane. I, I I love it though. I love it. Um, yeah. So we got best adaptive screenplay. Also goes to Coda Belfast. Another one I wanted to see. Best original screenplay by Kenneth Branagh. Best animated feature and Kanto. Deservedly so. Deservedly so. I have yet to see Mitchell's versus Machines. I'm gonna watch that soon. I remember when it came out, and I've been meaning to actually get around to looking at it. But it Kanto was really really good. And as I've said to some friends before, when we've talked about this, uh, you know, off air, Encanto is a therapy movie. It really is. It's, it's family therapy of all these individuals going through the stresses of being who they are, living up to the expectations of their gifts. And the grandmother kind of being that, that individual that's like, she's really hard on them because she wants to maintain it. She wants to keep up this, this image of perfection. Like, yes, look at us. This is what we do but not in a way where it's like, she doesn't see it as like, she doesn't really, she doesn't even knowingly doing it. And her treatment of Mirabelle is like, oh man, just because she didn't get a gift, but her gift was to heal the family. Ah, I love it. And Kanto was so good, man. So good. We do not talk about Bruno, but that's not my favorite song in there. It's a great song. It's not my favorite song. Favorite song is actually Surface Pressure. I, listen, on a lyrical and song standpoint, see, I know how uh, we don't talk about Bruno kind of affect this. Like, oh, yeah, like we, we all feeling it. It's that, it's that hit. But I feel like on a lyrical standpoint, and it's really well done. It's really well done. It's, it's really well mixed. The, the the tone, the shifts, the the the, the bars. I went from the rap, the raps were good. I'm like, okay, I'm feeling this. We don't talk about Bruno. We don't talk about Bruno. No, no. Ah, so good. But surface pressure. The song. Uh, with Louisa and Mirabel, I, I I really think that's the one, um, because it really it really does convey a lot of what's going on with Louisa, and I felt that really as an older sibling, I I really I I got that song completely, um, you know, just her struggle with trying to hold up the rest of the family while also trying to do things for herself, while also like she's just carrying a lot, she's carrying a lot of weight, and. The strong and it's always given to the strongest. The, the 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 burdens are always given to the strongest. And after a while, sometimes it doesn't feel like you're it doesn't feel like you're as strong as some people may say. Some my sis, you know, my sister saw something or she was telling me like, dang, at some point, can I can I just feel like I have feelings? Can I just feel weak for a moment? Can I not always be like? Can I be vulnerable for 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 a moment? And and I, it's like I get that. I get that because a lot of things in life you kind of you kind of harden up, you stiffen up, and because you gotta you gotta take on all these responsibilities, and it's just it's, it's just like you know who else is gonna do it? Ain't nobody but you. So you might as well. That that's kind of how it comes off, and it's it that song is so good. I love Surface Pressure, um, documentary, but we will we'll talk more about Encanto uh, later down the line. But yes, congratulations to Encanto for winning Best Animated Feature. I love it. Uh, best documentary, Summer of Soul. Have not seen that, uh, but I would love to. Uh, best international feature, Drive My Car. Haven't seen that. It was also nominated for best picture, but I, I do want to check that out at some point. Best cinematography, obviously, goes to Dune. Obviously, one thousand percent. Sound, best sound, 
also to Dune. Best film editing goes to Dune. On a technical standpoint, Dune is a masterpiece. There's so many shots in there, especially with the sandworm. Oh, my gosh. The deserts of Arrakis. Does, it takes sci-fi to a new height. This looks real. It's like it's almost like Game of Thrones in space. It's so good. Oh, Dune is so good. It's a long movie, but I don't care. I I I I I I love movies. I will sit through it, two hours and thirty-five minutes, no problem. I'll sit through. I'll buck up, soldier. <laughs> but yes, uh, Dune on a technical standpoint, Denis Villeneuve, his vision. So it's it, it, it's 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 on point. It's so on point. Um, and so I'm excited to see where they go with part two. Dune actually, from from what I understand, the novels, what is it, like six or seven novels, I believe. And so he's going to focus on doing three, like a trilogy. So I think it's supposed to be like, this is Dune part one. Then I think the next was supposed to be like Dune Prophet. And then Dune three will be like a Dune Messiah. Um, so I, I, I'm really happy for Dune. Loved it. Every everybody was great top to bottom, but that cinematography was something else. The world, it's just you're in this whole other world. It Dune has a chance to kind of be the like the 2020s version of Lord of the Ring. It can do Dune can do what Lord of the Rings did in the early 2000s. That's what I think. I, I think that's where it can go. I didn't read the books of doing myself, but I'm very invested in this world that they have here. I think it's so, so good. Um, the, the just the, the mythologies behind it, the storytelling, the different uh, technologies that they have. Oh man, it's, oh, it's so, so, ha! Get ready, man. And, and I mean, it's actually crazy. Part is, I think Dune watching that has played a role in me um, writing my novel now i'm working on a novel so that's kind of what's been you know going on and taking away some time too but i i, I want to be consistent with both but yes i'm working on a novel and uh, i think dune also kind of plays a role after seeing that definitely played a role in how i um how i write because i i really like the setup the world building the universe and how um all of this comes together immersing you in a world that's not a, like your own it's kind of like you're going elsewhere but you're, you can feel like, oh, this could this actually happen futuristically? It's it's so good. It's really good. Um, Cruella, I have yet to watch it, but it won Best Costume Design. I'm going to check it out. I know a lot of people have been telling me, my sister, good another uh, good friend of mine, uh, she was telling me about uh, Cruella. Like, and I'm like, all right, well, I'll, I'll give it a shot. So I'll check it out at some point. No Time to Die, haven't seen it yet, but it won Best Original Song with Billie Eilish. Not bad. Uh, best ha- makeup and hairstyling, like I said, the eyes of Tammy Faye got that. Uh, best documentary short, Queen of Basketball. I haven't seen that, but uh, it won that. Best visual effects, also to Dune, of course. Best live action sh- uh, short, The Long Goodbye. Haven't seen that, but um, Riz Ahmed, great actor. Um, I haven't seen his film Sound of Metal, but I, I want to check that out where he's like this this uh, rock star who's losing his hearing. Um, but I do, my, my first introduction to him was actually Nightcrawler with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, 2014. And um, he was he was really good in that. Then he was, you know, I know him as Carlton Drake and Venom. Um, didn't really care for his character. I feel like they could have given him a lot more to do. But um, I, I'm really, I, I'm, in, I'm invested, to be honest with you. But uh, Dune took six Oscars. Six Oscars uh, this year. Outstanding. Uh, we I really thought at first Power of the Dogs seemed to be the front runner because nominated for twelve, um, and it seemed to be the front runner to like take take on home all the gold gold, but Coda came out of nowhere, and I think and that's that will be the first streaming film. I think Coda will be the first film streaming uh, to win Best Picture. Yeah, that that yeah, Coda would be the first movie on streaming to win best picture and it's that's crazy because netflix has been around for years we've had hbo max we've had hulu and now we just keep getting more services and with the way things have gone especially with the pandemic streaming has blown up because nobody's been wanting to go to the theaters but you should return to theaters theaters are an experience that we should all have i love it. it's the best way to watch movies but anyway but yes this will make coda the first movie uh, on streaming to win best picture, which is, which is, which is awesome. Um, so that's, that's incredible. Shouts out to them. 
Um, but let's see. Uh, yeah, that's 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 the Oscars. And see, see, nobody would know this if it wasn't for what took place. Um, but you know, you got to be a film fan. It's it's all good. It's all good. Uh, so yeah. Um, you know, guys, I'm also gonna, you know, I just wanted to before we wrap up here, some things I'm gonna do on the channel. I, I'm gonna do some movie trivia, showdown reactions. I've been really thinking about that a lot lately. Uh, I've been trying my hand a lot, and I've been following them for a long time. Not since season one, I'd say between either season two or season three is when I really started. And uh, the movie trivia showdown is, as I tweeted today, it's my favorite sport outside of football. It's my favorite sport. You know, I, I do love boxing and all, but I mean, like the thrill, it's just I haven't felt myself be this hype in a while. <laughs> uh, I, I get very competitive. I get very I get very competitive when it comes to trivia games, too. But I love, 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 love. I absolutely love the movie Trivia Schmodown because it's it's just made it's made for you know film fans, geeks, man. J just enjoy it. You know, how's your memory? How's your recall? Do you know these actors? Do you know these directors? You know this soundtrack? Do you know uh, this quote? You know what year this came out? Like, yeah, I, I it's so much fun. And we've got three divisions. You got the singles division, the teams division, and the inner geekdom division. Um, right now I'm catching back up. I haven't watched a lick of season nine or season eight. I'm on season seven. I've been trying to catch back because I, you know, with school and I've been kind of in and out of it, but, um, I'm, I'm trying to catch back up all the way to present day. Um, because I just, I just want to see how the evolution furthered and, and took place. And I see what, right now, like right now they got this thing going to season nine where it's Friday night Titans. And, um, it looks so legit. They got like the studio looks like a legitimate game show and, I, I want to get drafted up there, man. I, I just got to find my way into the fan leagues, to be honest with you. I really wouldn't, I would really like to be a part of that community. Uh, I, I feel like my, I feel like my knowledge is there. I also feel like, I feel like I have strong recall and um, I'm not gonna lie. I'm pretty good at like, even if I haven't seen it, I think I, I'm pretty good at picking an answer. I think I'm pretty good at picking a solid answer. Uh, so I'm going to do some reactions to that. I want to introduce you guys to it. I, I've been, I've been, like I said, I've been doing it since like season two, season three, so that will be around. 2015 and 2016 that would be in that range right there okay and actually yes 2015 is when i started yes that's exactly that's exactly when i started because i just for some reason i was just thinking about seeing jurassic world that year and it was my junior year in high school and in drama class i was talking about it because i'm like i have to see jurassic world jurassic world jurassic world and everybody's like ah oh jurassic park it's just dinosaurs no there's so much more to jurassic park than just dinosaurs should man play god no, <laughs> that is the part of the gist of it. But anyway, um, so the movie trivia showdown run by Christian Harloff, the Schmoes, Christian Harloff and Mark Baby Carrots Ellis. I've been watching them for years, man. My favorite uh, player of all time is John Roca, John the Outlaw Roca. Let's follow his podcast, uh, the Outlaw Podcast, and he he's been, he's actually one of the most important people. He's on the Mount Rushmore of players there. He's one of the most important people to the league. I know he's retired now. I have yet to see his retirement match. I want to watch it because I want to save it up because I just want to save it. I can't just, I have to get myself emotionally ready to see, to, to see this. But um, him and Dan Murrow, man, are two of the greatest of all time. They formed, they were, they were rivals. Um, they went back and forth with, with championships. Um, they, be, they came, became a faction and formed the Founding Fathers. They became, well, they became a faction known as the Five Horsemen, and they formed a team known as the Founding Fathers. And then, uh, you know, now they got a full stable, and it's like a, a faction now, or team, if you will. The Finstock Exchange is kind of where I'm at. I'm pretty sure there's there's something else that's been talked about as far as um, divisions and all. But like I said, I've got to catch up to further things and see what's going on with the present-day stuff. But... Um, Two of my favorites of all time. Uh, just Clark Wolf. She's so classy. Clark Wolf is one half of the Shire Wolves. They're so good. And Rachel Cushing is the other half. She, they're, they're great competitors. Um, some they, some of the most, the greatest matches. And I mean, just the competition alone between. And I can't, you can't help but see when you're watching. It's like, and, and seeing how people answer, they take their time with it. They'll, 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 they'll play around in my scheme, but then they'll know. And I mean, some of the most dramatic matches I've seen. One, uh, Eric Zipper versus Stacey Howard was insane to me. Insane. 
how Stacy Howard, she's like the queen of guesses. And um I I, I admire her because I, I I can I I can I feel her vibe in a way because some questions it's just like whoa you really gotta dig deep and pull out an answer. Man, ah it's it's spot on. And she 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 won that match. And I felt bad for Zipper because he really worked. He was he was he took he took her the distance. He he really worked her. Um so you know, I I, I want to throw my hat in the ring at some point. So somebody tell me how to get in the fan leagues. I, I I'd love to be a part of it. I'd like to be another star. I I saw this guy, uh, James White, uh, the other day. I, I just just took notice of him. Dude's from Maryland. So am I. So James White, if you ever hear this man, uh, I'd like to have you on the show. Actually, let's talk about your experience with the Schmodown. See how that's been like for you. Uh, because you know, get what, what points could you give me? Where where, where could I go? I mean, because I'd like to know. I'd like to actually talk to a competitor and see what it's like being a part of that league and knowing that you know there's someone there's that's local that's part of it that also watches it it's incredible to me because you know it's it's always great to find people who share the same passions as you um it's, it's not always easy because you know people get caught up with life and all and things like that but i think that's one of the great things about the, the internet when it's done right and social media is used right uh it can it can definitely um do open some doors and do some things for you, man, because connections are everything. Networking is everything. And I like, so James, uh, I, I, I'd like to, I'd like to have a conversation with you, man. At some point, if you want to, you know, come on the show coyote and let's, let, let's talk, man. Let's, let, let, let's talk. Let's, let's uh, talk about your, your, your experience with the Schmodown, man. Cause I know meeting Christian Harloff and Mark Ellis had to be a dream for you. Uh, another one who's like not local, but kind of like up the road, Marisol McKee. Philadelphia. I'd like to speak with you too. Like I just watched your match with um Bonnie Somerville. You look so unfazed. You're so good. Very talented. She's the current singles champion. And she's so talented. And I and, and I love it. She's wearing that belt with pride. It's it's incredible to see. Um, you know, just people are popping up and they're taking notice of this league. And I want to be one of those individuals that you speak of in history. It's like, oh yeah. Joshua Dickens, Midnight. Oh yeah, this guy's a legend when it comes to trivia. Because I, I love movies. It's always been a passion of mine. Man. I love talking about them. I love watching them. I love you know actors, directors. I love recalling. I love the memory of it. I I, I just like the work that's done. These, these I really I want to get out there. I'm working on being becoming uh, an actor right now, a, a voice actor mainly. But uh, but I want to. I'm working on getting out there. And I want to jump. I want to jump in. I want to meet people. I want to. I want to just talk to different individuals. I I mean, just and and just you know other other fans of of, a film in general. You know, people who are you know trying that are working their way up in in in, in the business. You know, independent flicks and all that documentaries. All I I just want to know, and I love it um, because I think to me personally, uh, movies. Are, they do so much for the human experience. You get to see these different stories, see these different characters. It's kind of like an escape from seeing the world around you, but it also can educate on, they can also educate on the world around you, things that are going on, and tell you about some of the deeper things, like you know, spiritually, philosophically, mentally. What do you think about on, on, on deeper levels? How we can go from, uh, you know, you know, different elements in space and science fiction to roaming the great wild west of, of, of america and then we can go and see um things like Ip Man in 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 the east and you can jump to uh coda something like coda and and go from something like coda to spider-man from something like spider-man but there's just so many different things it's an art and it's beautiful and i love it and move, move they just make the world go around man they make the world go around so um today guys i i you know that, that that was a lot but you know i loved it i i love talking to you all it's just me today so uh, uh later on we're gonna uh sit i'm gonna sit down with a good friend of mine you you know him brother uh brother kevin of the creek uh of uh, uh team wolf uh his name is a uh, riverside if you will call him R- brother riverside yeah, he'll he'll be joining us uh, at, at later on this evening. We're going to be talking Jurassic Park, our anticipation, dinosaurs, our love for paleontology. Um, so that'll that'll do it for today, guys. Uh, remember, you know, one pack, one nation, one smooth howl. This has been 
Midnight coming to you from the Wolves of Midnight Podcast. The Wolves of Midnight Podcast, man. Join us later on today to talk about all things Jurassic. All right. Y'all have a great day. I love you all. See you in the next episode.